0: Welcome, everyone, to the Exceptionally Irresistible Podcast, a show that talks about how people and businesses can become more exceptional and more irresistible in their personal and professional lives.
1: I am your co-host, Vara Thubau, and I specialize in helping people live a more exceptional life.
0: And I am your co-host, Yermi Kirkus, and I specialize in helping people become more irresistible.
1: Together, this show is meant to inspire people to become more exceptionally irresistible in their personal and professional life. Who wouldn't want that, right? Are you ready to level up and one-up your life and business? Then let's get to the show. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us once again on The Exceptionally Irresistible Show. This is our 15th episode titled The Importance of a Connection with a Higher Power.
0: That's right. We've been speaking about the importance of spirituality in our life. That was the last conversation we had last week in episode 14. And now we are continuing. We are continuing and we are digging a little bit deeper. What we are doing in this one is let's learn a little bit more about who is this so-called God or what does spirituality mean.
1: That's right. And in this episode, we are going to be exploring the meaning behind what is a higher power. What is the importance of such a higher power? You know, why do we need to have a higher power? And how are we being influenced by our spirituality versus our religious practice? We're going to be covering what does religion mean to you? What does spirituality mean to you? Is being Jewish and Orthodox a spiritual privilege or is it a religious responsibility? It's a powerful question right there. And do people need to be religious in order to be spiritual? You know, Yomi, this is a very mm-hmm. hot topic, considering that wars have been fought over religion, yeah. and it's something that is maybe not fully understood. So I'm excited to to get into this.
0: Yeah, and I think I think it's more an extremely controversial conversation to have. And like a lot of people usually ask me about, you know, why even bring religion into it or why bring spirituality into it? And, you know, I'm here, this business professional, you know, I'm here helping businesses and I'm I'm helping the founder I'm helping these these people you know what what's this discussion about religion or what's this discussion about you know spirituality and this is again the continuation of the discussion that we had before how there has to be this element of spirituality another discussion we had was about trust trust is something spiritual in a sense you know mindset mindfulness a lot of people are very very scared of the term mindfulness and that's why I coined the term practical mindfulness. So really, what I want I want to discuss with you, Baruch, today, and what I'm hoping that the audience could get out of it, let's talk. Let's talk more practical. Let's talk very down to earth. What's this higher power? What's this greater purpose? What is this? At the end of the day, this season is talking about meaning and purpose. So, meaning and purpose has a lot to do with spirituality. We spoke about length, right? But now let's talk about this existence this 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 thing okay let's first break apart what is religion let let, let's let's first break that apart so in your understanding
1: of religion what are you seeing it's interesting because the way i see you whether you look at judaism or christianity or or hinduism or islam you know from my limited knowledge again i I know judaism but that's about it but there's always this focus in one way or another, on a better life. And mm. oftentimes it's centered around the pursuit of something greater for somebody else or, or for, uh, I guess we're calling it a higher power, a higher being, you know, mm-hmm. again, you look at Judaism or, or, or Christianity and, and there's that God figure. And then there's obviously mm-hmm. the, the leaders within the, the, the religion, but it's kind of this, this, funnel or this this layer of instruction or guidance that kind of passes from god through whomever it is to us and we have we're tasked with this mission to do things for god or for this higher power and that's kind of you know so religion is all about that service of that higher power doing things for that individual or that that being and so it boils down to the the practices The day-to-day kind of, sometimes there's a mindset attached to it as well. But that's how I see religion.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I I 100% agree with you. I think it's the the practice of this. How do I connect to this? In this discussion, we're talking about higher power. So how do I connect to this higher power? My approach comes from my experience, again, working in the prison system. I was a chaplain slash guidance counselor for a period of time. In my time as as acting as chaplain, I was working with all the other chaplains, all the other religions. Something phenomenal came out of that, understanding and looking at what do we all have in common, right? It's very easy, especially in an environment as stressful as prison, where different chaplains don't really fully understand how to to relate to other religions. Sometimes I had to... Sometimes I had to work with, you know, the Christian group or the Catholic group or the, you know, all these different groups. And I had no idea because I would tell people, look, I'm only an expert in Judaism because that's all I practice all my life. And that's all right. I've studied all my life. But I had to find within myself or within religion, what do we all have in common? What's the one thing or a couple of things that we all have in common? And before writing my book, One Up, which eventually became the program One Up, right, Um, this was one of my main questions that I was seeking to answer. And what I found was we all have something in common, no matter what religion you are. We all have this thing that we believe that there's something greater than or the greatest of them all. Right. And that is some form of higher power. There's a power that is greater than everything that's in power. That's giving the energy that's giving the power to everything else. You know, there is a higher power now. Jewish people call it Hashem or God. Christians call it God, Jesus, whatever. You know, Muslims call it Muhammad. Buddhists call it Buddha, whatever it is, right? Whatever right. religion there is, they all have names or descriptions to these higher powers. And so I found I found my connection to that to really speak to that and to focus on that. Right. Now right. I would when I would start my services, I would tell people like, listen, I don't care what god or what higher power you serve and call him whatever you like to call him you know him her it whatever I don't care what you do for heaven's sake call it a tree as far as I'm concerned but as long as you understand that there's something greater than the second thing that we all have in common is this this notion that there is a higher version of ourselves right okay there's a higher something of us that higher version I happen to call it soul okay You could call it whatever you want, but the fact is that all religions believe that there's a higher version of ourselves. And the last thing that we all agree upon is that there's some kind of operating system that is operating this world slash universe slash whatever, and you could call it energy, you could call it light, you could call it nature, you could call it whatever you'd like to call it, but we all agree that there's some kind of force that is giving energy to this world. And they're all combined. So I believe that God is in charge of this world and he puts in a certain element of light and a certain element of force into this world. And the way I could tap into that force is through the higher version of myself, is through my soul, right? Right? And now every religion will interpret that in one way or another and everybody will interpret it in another way. But ultimately we all come to that agreement. And so religion is the practice of that connection of that way of connecting our higher version to ourself, to the force that we are living in, um, which is run by this God.
1: Yeah. And it's that's now that you're saying that, it's reminding me of, there was one time when I was a, away for the weekend, um, I was at a, a leadership development summit. And because, you know, practicing Orthodox Jew, I'm not able to go to the actual events on, on Saturday. Yeah. So there I am in my hotel room, and I'm actually studying a you know, a Hasidic discourse, a mimer, as we call it, and it's all about connecting to God and doing God's service, and I'm reading it, and I'm reading the Hebrew, and then the English, and I'm translating, and then I read in the footnotes, mm-hmm. and it talks about how service of God is self-development, that when you're right. developing yourself, you are in fact serving God, because that's going to mm-hmm. then lead to making the world a better place and being able to influence others.
0: Right. So then based on that little description, now I'm really curious. Yeah. What is spirituality then? If that was religion, then what is spirituality?
1: These are strong questions. For me, the way I <laughs> see it, again, spirituality is that that it's the deeper meaning, I think, to on a on a personal level. You mm-hmm. know, if, if religion is is all that we've described up until now, I think spirituality is, is in a way it's your version kind of, of religion. It's your version, your way, your methodology of connecting to the higher power. It's the way you interpret it and the way you make it yours. When people ask me, I tell them, I say, Judaism is not a religion. It's a way of life. That, right. and that's kind of like the spiritual aspect is it's how am right. I going to live my life in a Jewish way? Or for any of our listeners who are Christian, well, how am I going to live my life in a, a Christian way? How am I going to live my life mm-hmm. in a Buddhist way? It's the the steps that we take and the way we direct ourselves on the day-to-day basis for ourselves and then for others and for that higher power. That's the way I see spirituality. It's that self-refinement and um, the way it implements on a daily basis.
0: We, we just said that religious is the actual practice, mm-hmm. right? Spirituality is the actual living, if you will. Yes. So it's the way you live your life. And this is more personal. This is nobody could tell you how spiritual or how not spiritual you could be. It's it's either you are spiritual and only you could determine how spiritual you are. Right. So spiritual is really more the personalization of those practices. Exactly. Xenophobia comes from the fact that people say, oh, the Jewish nation is the uh, chosen nation or whatever. Or I, I wrote a paper asking really the question you know, asking the difficult question of, is this a spiritual privilege or is it a religious responsibility? So just curious, just before I jump into what was the conclusion, I'm not going to give the whole article here. When you hear that, what do you, what do you hear? What does that mean to you? What are you taking from it?
1: A very typical Jewish answer would be yes and no, right? It's like, Jews we always always answer a question with a question, right? (laughs) For me, it's both. You know, it Mm -hmm. is a spiritual privilege and it is also a religious responsibility. Like like you mentioned, people, oh, the Jewish people are the, the chosen people, the chosen nation. I always mm-hmm. get very uncomfortable when I somebody tells me that. I mean, yes, it has to be part of our beliefs, but at the same time, it's like okay, so therefore, so what? That's yeah. a lot on me, but that doesn't right. make me any better than you. You know, it's it's we all have to we all have to work on ourselves and on the world the same mm-hmm. amount how is it a spiritual privilege and a religious responsibility? Meaning it's for me, it's a spiritual privilege because it's a guidebook, you know, being Jewish, I have a certain way of living that I, I am privy to, so to speak. You know, I, I have this way of life, this information, this knowledge that's been passed down generation to generation. And so it's this guidebook. It's this opportunity um, to live in a certain spiritual way to live my life in a certain way based off of Jewish principles and teachings at the same time, though, like you said, religious responsibility. You know, today I was just at the Fort Worth stockyards with my family and I was in one of the stores and we were checking out and um, I was speaking to one of our friends. He was getting some gifts and I named off three names that he should get gifts for and the lady behind the counter is like, oh, that's like, you know, Peter, Paul, and John. Or who is that music band? I said, Peter, Paul, and Mary. He's like, yeah, yeah, Peter, Paul, and John is a different thing. I said, I pointed to my yarmulke, my equipo. I said, yeah, that one doesn't float so well with me. (laughs) <laughs> but, like, that's the thing is, you're very visibly Jewish. And when mm-hmm. you're very visibly Jewish, I'm walking around with a kippah, I'm walking around with the tzitzis, the strings hanging out of my shirt, I'm walking around mm-hmm. with a beard. I look Jewish. So, everywhere sure. I go, people are going to identify mm-hmm. me as being mm-hmm. Jewish. And they're immediately going to associate me with either their positive or their negative exactly. thoughts and experiences with mm-hmm. being Jews or seeing Jewish people. And, you know, the other day I took my students. To pizza and i told them when you go out even though you're going to a kosher restaurant you're going to a jewish store you still have mm-hmm. to behave in a way where anybody who sees you is going to look at you and say oh that's what it means to be jewish so right. anywhere we go that is our religious responsibility is to act and behave in a certain way because mm-hmm. we have certain standards that we need right. to keep, not just on a personal level but on mm-hmm. the grand level of being religious being jewish and it, you know i've met muslims who I, you know, they gave a bad name to to, to other Muslims and Islam. And then I've met Muslims sure. who have been absolutely amazing. And and some of my closest friends now are are Muslim. Mm-hmm. And I never thought that, that would be the case right. because of all the history. It can never be that because, like, Jew- being Jewish is – it has to be just the standards that you hold by for the sake of holding those standards, not because that's the title. Throwback to our titles episode. You know, I keep to these standards <laughs> because I am Jewish, not that I am Jewish, so therefore I have to keep to these standards. I don't know if that made right. sense.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, and it, I would say you read my article, but uh, <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly it. Ultimately, I see it as both as well, right? It is a spiritual privilege and it is a religious responsibility. It is both something that I would talk a lot with my co chaplains back in the prison time, and I made I made. Friends across the board i mean i have all almost all the chaplains that i've ever worked with were incredible people Mm -hmm. extremely knowledgeable we had some phenomenal conversations they educated me so much on their religions we've had these discussions and and i was open to it okay as a jewish person as an orthodox person i was inviting you know these conversations albeit it was all respectful obviously like i would not allow them to process to me or whatever you call it or and I wouldn't do that to them god forbid but the idea was that what was beautiful about religions different religions in the world was that we all have different practices we all have different ways of serving the exact same idea the same you know higher power however Judaism and that's the only thing and they have all agreed with me by the way all these other chaplains agreed with me Judaism is the only one who really has these like book of rules, like we have rules for everything. I mean, we have a, yeah. a code of Jewish law, which is like, and it's it's, it's 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 extensive. We have libraries of books that we have to study, yeah. you know, over yeah. a course of, I don't think an entire lifetime could could cover all the books that we have. And that's really only found in a Jewish religion in terms of the expansiveness of the Torah. Right. And so the point is, is that this is the issue with organized religion is sometimes this can be taken out of proportion. And sometimes this can be enforced without the right education or the right feeling. And a lot of people, what they tend to do is that they don't personalize these these things, right? Yeah. So I think the last discussion we had was how I spoke about charity, how charity is very important to me because I personalized it. I found yeah. something yeah. I love in it. And so ultimately, the bottom line of it, and in order to keep this really short, no, you do not have to be religious in order to be spiritual, if that's a question. Spiritual people are not necessarily religious. And guess what? Neither are religious people. Neither are they typically spiritual. The idea right. is, is... It- Find what works for you. What's beautiful is that we're all in this together. Okay. And in the Jewish world, I remember asking there are 613 commandments in the Jewish, in the Jewish mitzvot, you know, the, the commandments. The 365 of them are uh negative and 248 of them are positive. And now a whole bunch of these commandments are not even applicable to today's day and age anymore. Yeah. And we only really do a handful of them. And I asked my rabbi, how could that be? If this is what God wants from us, why aren't we doing them? And so the bottom line is that through you doing a certain amount of them and through I doing a certain amount of them and through, you know, our priests and our our high priest in the time of the temple or outside of the time of the temple and all the intricacies of it, you know, women have their group of stuff that they do and children have their stuff that they do and everybody else in between. But as a community, as together, each of us focusing on the stuff that we do best, that's how we perform the entire, the entirety of these commandments. And so the message here is that in order to be spiritual, you have to be practicing. And practicing means what are you practicing that works for you? And connect to your higher power of your understanding and just love it. You know, And that's going to bring you fulfillment. And that's going to bring you meaning. And that's going to bring you success. And that's going to bring you everything else in, in between.
1: Jeremy, you said it perfectly. You summarized <laughs> everything brilliantly. Let's close up shop. and. Um...
0: So, guys, that concludes our 15th episode. I hope this was controversial enough and it stirred a little <laughs> bit of information in you. Because guess what? We have a surprise guest for tonight where we're going to have a continuation to this discussion. And, you know, we love to hear what you guys have to say and this especially on such a topic as controversial as this. So don't forget to check out for our clubhouse. All the links are down here below in the show notes. And until then, don't forget to download these episodes and the other episodes. Go back if you haven't heard any. Thanks again for those who did. And we will see you next week for another wild and crazy episode. So see you until then.
1: Until next week, we would like to leave you with a blessing from my wonderful children. May you be blessed with all of your heart's desires for good and an open and revealed way.